I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 16th, 2021. I'm Trey Yankst. A new study released today by the Chilean government shows the Chinese Sinovac vaccine is 67% effective in preventing symptomatic coronavirus. The problem here is that the the efficacy rates for the Chinese um, vaccines remain uh, disputed. You know, we don't have, you know, the data, you know, that clearly show, you know, coherently uh, the, the vaccine efficacy rate. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The Chilean Health Ministry released a major study today about one of China's flagship vaccines. The Sinovac shot was 85% effective in preventing hospitalizations, but not successful in preventing symptomatic cases when compared to American-made Pfizer or Moderna. The country paid $3.5 million to host a clinical trial and reportedly ordered 60 million doses in total. We know that China is the country where the outbreak uh, was first detected. Uh, and uh, it was also the country where they uh, essentially first started uh, to experiment a uh, COVID vaccine. For more on this story, this is Yan Zhang Huang, a senior fellow for global health at the Council on Foreign Relations. You know, actually in February 2020, it already manufactured the, the first uh, uh, I won't say exactly the first because pretty much the United States, you know, and China were on the same pace uh, in developing the vaccine. But uh, essentially, in February, China already had uh, experimental vaccine in place, and uh, uh, so you know, it actually has. Uh, um, sort of try to run as many horses in this uh, global race, you know, to develop a, a COVID vaccine, you know, it has deployed you know, five technological approaches, you know, involving uh, like more than 20 research institutes, you know, uh, in developing the vaccine. So this is like, unlike the United States, it's more like a state-driven uh, effort, you know, in developing uh, the vaccines. They have a vaccine that's currently being used in other countries such as Chile and some new numbers out from the Chilean government today indicate the Sinovac vaccine is 67% effective in preventing symptomatic infection. Is that surprising to you? And from the Chinese government perspective, do you think they'll try to downplay this report because it shows it's not nearly as effective as some of the American made vaccines on the market today? Well, overall, if you just uh, compare just uh, the efficacy rate, you know, certainly, right, the the, uh, the Chinese developed vaccines, uh, the vaccine rate are not as high as Moderna's or Pfizer's, you know, but uh, if they do have like 67% efficacy rate, I would still say uh, it's, you know, uh, acceptable. Actually, it's pretty good, you know, compared to uh, like, uh, you know, this, you know, seasonal flu, vaccines, you know, uh, the efficacy rate, which is typically between like 40 to 60 percent. The problem here is that the the efficacy rates for the Chinese um, vaccines remain uh, disputed. You know, we don't have, you know, the data, you know, that uh, uh, 
clearly show, you know, coherently uh, the the vaccine efficacy rate. Because, like, uh, you know, Sinopharm's vaccine, uh, you know, they reported uh, the official uh, reported rate is like seventy nine percent, but uh, the interim uh, study in Peru recorded only like thirty three percent. You know, like, and similarly, right through, uh, even though the UAE reported Sinopharm's, you know, efficacy at eighty six percent it has started administering third doses of the vaccines to uh, some individuals after test indicated two doses did not produce a sufficient immune response you're the author of a, a book called toxic politics china's environmental health crisis and its challenge to the chinese state i want to talk about the flow of information uh, from the Chinese government in Beijing and how you think that plays into continuing vaccine efforts and their efforts to control the narrative in terms of the COVID-19 outbreak and its impact around the world. What do we know about the way information comes from China and, and how does that play into what we know about their vaccine efforts and their efforts to understand the origins of coronavirus? Well, you know, if you just uh, focus on the official narrative, right, on um, uh, China's vaccine development and distribution efforts, right, it's very clear, right, that it's the the theme uh, is to portray, you know, the vaccine as, you know, safe and effective, you know, and for a time, you know, they uh, will even claim, you know, that, uh, you know, this, the uh, the Chinese vaccine, you know, the two-dose, you know, effectiveness, like 100%, you know, with like a duration of at least one year, you know, but, you know, then while you have seen how, you know, they await the Moderna's vaccines, interim results can come out, you know, there are experts, you know, leading public health experts claiming, you know, their vaccines, you know, are at least, you know, as good as the Pfizer's. And then when now you have, you know, the China CDC director, right, in the presentation given last week, you know, indicating the vaccine efforts rate or not as effective, you know, not as high, you know, uh, as the uh, the Western vaccines, you know. So overall, you know, like the the theme remains to tout the Chinese vaccines as safe and effective, although by the, the uh, even the uh, now some of the public health experts uh, there, you know, uh, seems to admit, you know, that the, the vaccine is not as effective as the Western ones, you know, and then now you have probably noticed that, that today uh, this reports just coming out, they were indicating that uh, they are planning to approve uh, the use of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine in China uh, by July. You've been listening to Yan Zhang Huang, a senior fellow for global health at the Council on Foreign Relations. We'll be right back. Yeah, it's an interesting full circle approach from what we heard from the Chinese early on in terms of vaccine development. But I think it's also interesting to look at relations around the world. There are certain countries who are unwilling to have this Chinese vaccine implemented within the population, whether it's due to mistrust or these new effectiveness numbers. And we're also seeing a, a similar thing happen with the Russian vaccine. In terms of China's relations with the rest of the world and countries that it's been able to continually have 
bilateral relations with and strong ones at that, not like the United States where there's ongoing trade wars and, and other things. How do you feel the coronavirus outbreak changed those relationships, if at all? And where do you see the coming months in terms of China on the world stage in the wake of COVID-19? Well, that is a big question, right? Uh, certainly, right, that initially, what the objective you know, for China shipping the vaccines overseas right, um, is to, you know, uh, improve China's image, right, to uh, project its soft power, right, to facilitate the implementation of the Belt and Road Initiative, you know, and also to expand the market share of China's vaccine products. And in the meantime, you know, there's this issue of the, um, the the credibility of the, uh, the in terms of the efficacy of the Chinese vaccine we just discussed, right, that could also uh, raise, you know, the doubts, you know, uh, the concerns, you know, on the uh, quality of the Chinese vaccines, you know, but uh, you know, more importantly, I think it was, you know, I think in the coming months, you know, when the United States have seen um, the um, uh, their uh, vaccination, you know, domestic vaccination drive, you know, being successful and achieved a herd immunity. So, you know, you know, as the United States rapidly approached this vaccine saturation, right, uh, uh, it would intensify its efforts to boost the global manufacturing and ramp up assistance efforts overseas. So, you know, that uh, could pose a formidable uh, um a challenge, you know, to China uh, when uh, it uh, wants to pro, um, practice the vaccine diplomacy, and uh, so I think the the coming uh, two or three months would be like the window, uh, the golden, uh, the opportunity uh, for China to. Um, project its uh, expand its uh, its influence through the vaccine diplomacy uh, but you know unfortunately there would be a time also the vaccine shortage problem what uh, uh, is going to kick in quickly really appreciate your analysis on this amid a time where everyone is watching to see which vaccines are working and what this means on the global stage yang jong huang a senior fellow for global health at the council on foreign relations sir thank you very much Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.